0: Welcome to a very special edition of Backdoor Cover. I am Ross Bolin, and I'm here with myself, my other two co-hosts, who would normally be here, Dan Regester and Dylan Shivery, are both in uh, Florida, I believe. Is it Florida for the Players Open, Players Championship, rather, uh, the golf tournament at at the uh, behest of the PGA. Which is great for them. You know, I'm happy for them. That's what a wonderful opportunity to enjoy the beaches, the surfing, the golf, the drinks, the food. What a fun time. We'll talk more about that later. But that's the reason it's just me and producer Micah here today. So we're going to hold it down. We're going to hold down the fort. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. I went to the Rockets game last night. Uh, we're going to talk about the Warriors Rockets matchup. We're going to get into some golf. We're going to get into some NHL playoffs. we got a big game, seven tonight. It's going to be a fun show. Strap ass in. Seat. All right? First things first. As a listener of Backdoor Cover, you get a very special promo code for manoutfitters.com. That promo code is the word BACKDOOR. One word. BACKDOOR. And on manoutfitters.com, you will save 15% off any order if you spend $150 or more. So you get 15% off the entire order. If you're wondering, what the hell is manoutfitters.com? I'm going to tell you. Most of you are loyal, longtime listeners. But if you just happen to be new, manoutfitters is a big part of what we do here at Grand X. It's uh, it's a brand that we founded, we operate, we own entirely in-house, where we source our favorite brands from around the world such as Southern Marsh Howler Bros, Travis Matthew Patagonia Rowdy gentleman Caton and uh, we we bring you the best products from those brands in one place on man outfitters as kind of a one-stop shop for all things that a man could need in this life whether it's hats uh, Yeti Ramblers or even on it Alpha brain or MCT oil or gut health or so there's there's, there's Wonderful clothing, Hawaiian shirts, uh, swimwear, t-shirts, shoes, but there's also some other things like, uh, you know, health supplements. It's a a very easy to operate website. The giant banner at the top says Spring 18 New Arrivals, so you can go look at all the newest stuff that has hit the site. And my favorite thing in particular about Man Outfitters is that it becomes a place where you can not only shop for the brands you're familiar with, some of which I just named... But you can also discover new brands that might become personal favorites of yours that you might not have otherwise ever heard of, which is definitely the case for me with brands like Caton and uh, uh, Fayette Chill is another one that's got some really cool shit that I was not familiar with before we started carrying them on Man Outfitters. And more and more. Burmese is another one as well. Ambition is another one. So get on manoutfitters.com. Fill up your cart. Spend at least 150 bucks, which is very easy to do, I assure you. We have a shitload of good products. Then use that code at checkout, BACKDOOR, and you'll get 15% off your whole order. And also, free shipping, always. Moving on. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. First of all, I have to apologize. If my voice is a little more gruff than usual, it is because I screamed my fucking head off for the entire fourth quarter. Uh as the game you know came down to the wire um the houston rockets closed out the utah jazz last night won the series four to one a gentleman's sweep as we like to refer to it here and uh i made the two and a half hour drive from austin to houston in the middle of the afternoon to get to the game literally sat in my seat as we were tipping off i was doing about 90 to 95 miles an hour the entire way there i would appreciate it if you didn't turn me into the police for speeding uh, this game was a mess. It was very, very sloppy. It was barely basketball for the first couple quarters. It was miserable. Just, nobody could make a shot. The whole thing was disjointed. There were turnovers left and right. Just absolutely miserable. Uh, fortunately, things did unfold in a way that was pleasing to your boy in the fourth quarter. We beat the fuck out of them and Chris Paul went absolutely bananas. I think he had 41 points, 10 rebounds, or I'm sorry, 41 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, zero turnovers, which, believe it or not, has never been done in a playoff game ever. Nobody's ever had 40 points, 10 assists and zero turnovers ever. So, a historic performance. He finally shut down the narrative that he craps his pants in the playoffs every year. He finally gets over the hurdle and gets to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, in his first season as a Rocket, which is, it's got to feel good for him, really validating the whole decision to leave the Clippers and come roll with James Harden and the Rockets. Um, I'll tell you, I was so swept up in the whole thing and and you know trying to make sure we got the dub that I didn't even realize how deadly Chris Paul had been from behind the arc the whole night. I think he was eight eight for ten from three, which is. I mean, this isn't a guy you think of as a lights-out three-point shooter, but for those who can't do math, that's 80%. He shot 80-fucking-percent from behind the line, from behind the arc. That's insane. In a closeout game. Insane. Uh, Especially on a night where James Harden looked like ass. He was apparently battling an illness, but I'd say overall his performance in this series was a little underwhelming. He's going to have to step it the fuck up if we're going to have any chance against the Warriors. But Chris Paul, man, if you told me two years ago that in, what, May of 2018, you are going to be rooting for Chris Paul as one of your favorite players, I would have attacked you violently. I used to hate this guy. He's one of the most frustrating, bitchy, annoying players in the league when he's not on your team. Now, when he's on your team and he's doing shit like this, he's a god, and that's why they call him the point god. But, man... Just, he held it together. And then big shouts to PJ Tucker, who's a dude you also don't think of as a scorer, but he was lights out from behind the line, or behind the arc as well. Uh, I think he had 19 points, which is big time lift. All in all, great game. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the crowd. This is a big thing for people who aren't aware. In Houston, we have a serious problem filling up the Toyota Center in a timely fashion. It's not necessarily that we have a problem filling up the Toyota Center, period. It's in a timely fashion. People get to their seats late as fuck. In particular, the people in the lower bowl. Because many of these are corporate seats. Uh, it, you, there's a lot of different excuses you'll hear. This narrative has existed in Houston for 10 years at least. And it's crazy, man. Because like even as I got to my seats, you know, coming in from Austin, and I literally was sitting down as, as we were tipping off, There are so many empty seats all over the stadium, and as a result, it is a very tame crowd throughout the beginning of the game. Part of the reason people get to their seats late is because they have jobs, and there is bad traffic in Houston as there are like 8 billion people packed into that fucking city. So I don't really know what to make of all this big picture because there's obviously plenty of other cities with people who have jobs and bad traffic that get to their seats on time. Last night gave me a little bit more clarity, though. I think it's just that we're a generally calm population. Like, maybe it's all the, the weed and the, the drank, or I, I don't know. But the whole fucking three first quarters, everybody's just kind of chilling. Nobody's getting too crazy or yelling much, or it's not loud. There's no aggressive chanting going on and it's a little weird it's kind of a strange vibe like really fucking tame and then finally as the fourth quarter came around everybody's like all right now it matters and everybody goes apeshit and it's a great crowd for the fourth quarter but those first three quarters like you don't get the environment that you do in like utah for example or oklahoma city being the two that pop into my head uh where their fans are fucking crazy the entire game you don't get that in houston it's just not the way it is and The more I've thought about it, I I really do think it's like a cultural thing. People just don't really give a fuck
1: until it's crunch time. I don't know. It's strange. One thing that hurt the Rockets and their fans this series is that all their home games, well, yeah, their home games, were played the same night as Warriors home games. So by default, the Rockets had to be the early game, Mm. which makes getting around in traffic in Houston that much harder. Yeah, Obviously, next next. Uh, series, I think the games start 45 minutes later or something. And since there's only should one game, it, it, we, you know, your, your Rockets shouldn't have this problem next, next series.
0: You, you got to hope that the city of Houston will show out better for the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors with the 8 o'clock start time. That should be extremely helpful, as Micah pointed out. Uh, but yeah it's just a weird thing with Houston and you know I'm, I'm not gonna like harp on it too much it's, it's something that gets brought up constantly by Rockets fans bitching and moaning about how nobody's in their seats yet just shut the fuck up I'm sick of hearing about it we do have one uh, I mean they're pulling out all the stops to try to get people pumped up and in their seats early and they got Vernon Maxwell up on the big screen trying to get the crowd going and shit. And by and large, people are ignoring even Vernon Maxwell, who's a very terrifying human being. Um, they've got Hakeem there. You know, they've got all this fucking Gerald Green on the big screens. Like, get up, get up, get rowdy. I it, People just don't care to do that, like to get all hyped. It, it's strange, but it's got to be a cultural thing. That's the only thing I can say. They have the Red Rowdies as well, which is an entire block of seats. Dedicated to a group of people who have tried out during the off season to join what is essentially a hype or cheer squad, very unorganized, not, not like cheerleading like you would think. Like uh, they're just crazy people and they scream the whole game and they dress like lunatics and they all sit together in like eight or nine rows and they're very annoying. The fact that I find them annoying probably
1: speaks to the cultural issue I'm talking about.
0: Like I just want to watch the fucking game.
1: Yeah, a lot of teams have something similar to this. These, these things suck, and they're they're all trash. At no point when I was a Maverick season ticket holder was I like, oh man, the rowdies really made a difference tonight, or the the. Or no, they're, oh, I'm sorry, the Maniacs the mania- the with Maverick two Maniacs. A's because they play in the American Airlines Center. Look at that. The Maniacs really improved my game night experience. That's yeah. never happened.
0: In fact, if you get seats accidentally right next to the Maniacs or oh, that's the gonna rabies, be worse. it's a living hell. It will literally ruin your game night experience. I would not
1: recommend that at all. Uh, game one, Western Conference Finals, next Monday, May 14th at 8 p.m. Central Time in yes, Houston. Yes, sir. Yeah, the whole
0: schedule is actually out now, which is, I didn't expect to get it till today. It actually came out last night, which is great. But uh, anyway, another thing I wanted to talk about was the halftime performance, something I was looking forward to. I was I was rooting, obviously, to get Red Panda. We didn't get Red Panda. And when they were rolling these, this, this is how it went down, right? They, they roll this little tiny circular platform out to center court. And I'm like, oh, God, that's not Red Panda. What the fuck is this? And then this dude who looks a little bit like Ronnie from the Jersey Shore, that's the basic vibe the dude had going. He's big, he's jacked, he looks like he's from the Jersey Shore, and he's dressed like, you know, an idiot. Uh, He's on roller skates, and he brings with him a woman who has very, very red, long red hair, looks like Melisandre from Game of Thrones, kind of. And she's also on roller skates, and you're like, okay, what are these bozos going to do? roller skating that's the fucking halftime show we've got this is absurd and i actually documented it on my snapchat you can see it still for the next couple hours at wr Bolin. um it starts off with them just doing some basic roller skating it's the same type of shit you would see on like an ice skating you know performance he's swinging her around and shit and you're like okay this is just by and large pretty lame But I gotta tell you, these people, they fully redeemed themselves with the grand finale uh, because it was the guy taking out this big leather strap, which he wrapped around his neck, and then he secured to his female counterpart's forehead. And uh, then he spun her around, you know, suspended in the air by the connection from her neck to his head. Or her head to his neck, rather. And she was spinning... On her axis, as he was spinning her around, the it was just absolutely insane. The only thing I would argue here is that the risk-reward, in terms of like chances of death, and weighed against the level of entertainment, is just not there. And I don't know how you become one of these people—a halftime performer with these obscure roller skating and plate juggling—and it's just like a freak circus freak. It's what you are. Other notes on game five. James Harden was apparently battling illness. Not sure what that means. Um, Oh, and at one point, it somehow we were down three in the third quarter, and I just happened to pull up my bookie's site and uh, check to see what the, the live line was. And it was Rockets money line minus 130. We were down three points at home third quarter in a closeout game. And I was like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That's a terrible line. So I immediately threw a max bet on the Rockets money line. Again, all they had to do was win by one point. And, uh, and I won. It paid for the whole fucking trip, which was great. I bought my mom a ticket. We took my mom for Mother's Day. Sat with a couple of my high school buddies as well. Had a great time. The Toyota Center is always a blast. Uh, it, it I can't. More highly recommend that you go to a Rockets game if you ever get the chance. I'm hoping I'll get to go to at least one game in the Western Conference Finals. We shall see. I am betting that these uh, tickets are going to be very pricey. Very pricey. Can I ask the Daryl Morey question? Yeah. So, Daryl Morey and me have had like an ongoing Twitter relationship. A non-sexual Twitter relationship uh, via DMs and and replies for, for a few years now. He's aware of me, and I'm aware of him. Obviously, I'm aware of him. I'm a huge fan. Um, And last night, he was like, hey, let me know when you get to your seats. I'll come by and say hi. And then I got so swept up in the fucking hype of getting into the stadium and the game starting and then how ugly the game was when it started that I completely forgot until halftime. So when I DM'd him finally... His uh, he responded. I was like, my bad, man. I totally forgot to DM you when I got to my seats. But this is the you know section I'm in and the seats I'm in. And he said, if you can hang around a little bit longer after the game, I'll come. I'll come chat for a little while. And I was like, God damn it, I can't, because I have to bounce and drive immediately back to Austin because I got work tomorrow. Uh, which was a huge disappointment for me, obviously. And Daryl has uh, has given what I would call a light commitment to doing the show at some point, which would be huge. And uh, anyway, so I'm, I told him I'd be back next week probably. I'm, I'm still trying to weasel my way into somebody hooking me up with tickets through the Rockets organization so that I don't have to fucking pay for them. They got empty seats all over the goddamn place. Just give me some. And, uh, you know, hopefully I will get to meet him and converse with Daryl next time I get the opportunity. The Warriors closed out the Pelicans four games to one. Another gentleman's sweep. This was not a challenge. Not, not much of a challenge for the Warriors. Uh, we all know... That this team is is ridiculous. And now we have this, the matchup that everybody wanted, you know, going into the season. There were some morons who thought that the Thunder would be the ones that uh, would be the biggest challenge to the, to the Warriors, and that's just laughable. But this is the matchup that everybody who's smart wanted. Rockets, Warriors, Western Conference Finals. It is probably our only good chance at a... An all-out brawl of a series in this in this year's playoffs, because uh, I don't think we're going to get that on the Eastern Conference. This is just LeBron steamrolling everybody again. It's not very enjoyable. Um, but this is a real chance here that we've got. Normally, this is as Micah made a note that we don't we don't normally get the matchup that we want, the, like the dream matchup, you know. But we we got it this year. So we just have to now cross our fingers that a everybody stays healthy and then B, that the Warriors don't just take it to a whole nother level that we didn't even know they had and, and destroy my hopes and dreams because that would be devastating. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about with the Warriors, they have recently, at least recently to me, I have become aware of the fact that they have a lineup they refer to as the Hamptons Five. This has been more, more highly publicized over the last couple of weeks. If it existed before, uh, that's why I wasn't aware of it. The Hamptons Five is comprised of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Iguodala, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. And here's why they're called the Hamptons Five. This is the crew that went to the Hamptons to recruit Durant to come to the Warriors. And if you didn't have enough reason to hate the Warriors already, the fact that they have a lineup called the Hamptons Five comprised of Curry, Thompson, Iggy, Green, and Durant should get you there. I, I, my, I, my head is
1: starting to hurt just thinking about the fact that that's what they call it. This is so much more insufferable than even the banana boat crew. It's worse. It really is. Somehow, it, yeah, worse. it legitimately is. I don't know.
0: It, it's it's worse because they're on the same team. They're actually all on the same team. The banana boat crew is insufferable. Don't get me wrong. That is an insufferable group of human beings. The, the com. Some of those guys. Fuck it. All of those guys with with exception of uh Dwayne
1: Wade are insufferable on their own, I would argue. Oh, I would uh I'd argue that Dwayne Wade may be the most insufferable of all of them. Really? Yeah. Why? His his weird branding, the the Chinese shoe company he was signed with. Is he a uh, Li Ning guy? Yeah. Yeah. you remember he they put out some of his shoes and like his teammates like literally clowned them. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, uh There's always some weird, like, uh, try-hard vibes about Dwayne that I don't appreciate. Like, at one point, he he showed up on uh, Steve Harvey, or uh, probably not Steve Harvey. Pick a generic daytime television show, Oprah, perhaps. Let's say it was Oprah. Okay. To accept a Father of the Year award. Uh, Wow. And then, meanwhile, his ex-wife and baby mama, or we'll just say baby mama, I don't know if they were married, uh, was, like, simultaneously on Steve Harvey, like a, a... talk show a level or two down right. the same day talking about what a piece of garbage he was. Yeah. So it you know, he irritates me. Okay. But I would still it, I do love watching him play though. The other but people, he also he's also irritating to watch play because no one in the league fails to run back on on defense after after and stands there calling for a foul and then doesn't show up on the screen like Dwayne Wade. that's true. He's done this for years. Yeah. But it's, anyway. It's called reserving energy. I, at I'm least saying, he's not a part of the fucking Hamptons 5. You're telling
0: me that you find Dwayne Wade to be more irritating than LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul. No, you're right. <laughs> but are, I, I
1: find them all irritating. Okay. I
0: understand the argument that Wade is also irritating. I do. I cannot stand for the argument that he's more irritating than those other guys. Because th- this is the most irritating group of people that's just ever assembled in any sport to become a group of friends that rides around on banana boats together. But yeah, the Hamptons 5. I'm not here for this shit. This is fucking ridiculous. And the fucked up thing is, I'm going to warn you right now, you're going to hear this referenced a thousand times during this series. Now they've got the Hamptons Five back out on the court. Let's look at all the stats for when the Hamptons Five play together. The Hamptons Five, the Hamptons Five. It's already started
1: today. I've seen multiple calls. Do you really think this is something Marv Albert is going to say on the broadcast? Like, I know that the the they're going to make him the hoop nerds out there. Like, I I love Zach Lowe, right? Uh, Like, I'm sure Zach Lowe is already calling this the Hamptons Five. Like, that's it's so annoying, and he sees the comedy in this that he's calling. I just don't see Marv saying now on the court. That's a bad Marvel. It was close. The Hamptons Five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, dude. I'm telling you. Bite I'm, me. I'm seeing
0: the fucking Rockets like on on the the website that I frequent as a psycho Rockets fan is ClutchFans.com, and one of the top columns on there today is matching up with Golden State's Hamptons Five, and I was just like, no, don't call them that. Fuck. Anyway. Uh, it it's like you remember when they overused and they beat into the ground the the death lineup or whatever they called it. What they call it? The the lineup of death.
1: The yeah, lineup of death. Death lineup. Death, whatever. whatever it
0: is. Now this is the new that. Uh, the Rockets obviously have home court at least for the time being in this series. They're opening up as a two point favorite for game one at home, which is kind of like opening up as an eight point underdog. When you're playing the Warriors and uh, the Warriors are slightly favored to win the series by Vegas at this point. I I really don't have a lot of thoughts on how this is going to go because nobody has ever challenged this team, really. Uh, Other than the freak occurrence where Cleveland just hit on all cylinders and came back from that 3-1. They've been pretty much unbeatable. Uh, throughout their entire three, four-year playoff runs, it, it, they're not losing a lot of games. I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm obviously the most confident I've ever been in a Rockets team. I believe this is like the best team we've ever assembled as a franchise. But what worries me is that they haven't played their best basketball really at any point in the playoffs. Now, we've had guys pick up the slack and cover our asses like Chris Paul did in Game 5, But at no point have the Rockets really looked like as good as they can be. And we've seen them play as good as they can because we've seen it in the regular season. But I haven't really seen it in the playoffs. And if we're going to be real about it, and we are, if they don't play with their A game against the Warriors, we're all going to be extremely disappointed by the outcome. And I don't mean just Rockets fans. I mean basketball fans as a whole. Because the Warriors don't even have to play with their A game to fuck you up. They've got four fucking all-stars on the team. And then their bench is deep, too. It's You better bring your shit is all I'm saying. I need my people to show up and play well. I'm not trying to get embarrassed on national TV. James Harden in particular. You need to get your shit. Get your shit and bring it. And the other series going on, Boston is up uh, 3-1 on Philly. Looking to close that thing out tonight. Cleveland obviously awaits the winner after sweeping Toronto, just dismantling the entire country of Canada's basketball hopes. Uh, Even after Dwayne Casey was named NBA Coaches Association Coach of the Year, he's probably going to get fired, possibly today even. He could get his ass canned. Uh, it's, It's unfortunate that this is what happens, because I don't believe Dwayne Casey is to blame at all here. I put it 100% on Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. I think you've got a serious leadership issue there, not a coaching issue. If your two-star players shit the bed and are just soft, which they both those dudes are inarguably at this point, I'm not saying forever, there have been points where you could have called you know, James Harden soft. There were. There were a couple years there where it was very easy to make fun of Harden for being soft, for being a major flopper, for playing no defense. It's not that you can't change that classification, but right now, Lowry and DeRozan, DeMar, DeRozan? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going off not much sleep here. Uh, they're soft. No one, no one in the league is scared of those guys. Even if DeRozan drops 40 points, nobody cares. No one is scared of those guys. And that's not something you can have success with, especially if you've got... You know, a generational freak like LeBron James, uh, who has all of the killer instinct in the world and is the opposite of soft, at least from a mental standpoint, he will destroy you. I don't know what to make of this Eastern Conference situation. I don't really know what Cleveland-Boston will look like. I'm assuming Philly doesn't have the brass to pull off an incredible comeback here. They're too young, not enough experience. Uh, I just don't know. Boston doesn't have their two main guys, so this is weird. You know, there's no Kyrie. There's no Hayward. It's just a bunch of random dudes who we none of us knew or, that they were as good as they are until this playoff started. So I don't know. I don't really have a pick there. Uh, obviously, I believe Cleveland would be favored. God knows we need LeBron James in the finals like we need another, you know, testicle. Will be will this be eight in a row? Eight in a row, fucking a. Nuts, uh, but yeah, that's where we're at in the NBA. All in all, I think things they shook out pretty well here for NBA fans as a whole. If I'm being non biased, Rockets Warriors is the series that we all needed to see. These are two. This Rockets team was assembled with one goal in mind: to beat the Warriors. They, they the only thing they've got going that that was it. That's the goal. So we actually have somebody who's legitimately built to at least, at least on paper, compete with the Warriors. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I worry a little bit about the Warriors' ability to attack the rim at a higher clip than the Rockets. We don't have the dunkers that they have. And, you know, Kevin Durant is obviously a massive issue. Hope to God that Luke Mbamute can stay healthy and guard him. But it starts Monday. They've got four or five days rest here, which is huge. Uh, Unfortunately, so do the Warriors. But we're going to get two fresh teams coming at each other. The Warriors will be the road team for the first time ever. They will not have home court advantage, at least for the first game, uh, since we've seen this team assembled, which will be interesting to see how they respond to that as well. And uh, I don't know. Cross your fucking fingers. Just hope we get a good one. That's all you can ask for. A good series. Six or seven games. I'd be shocked if we didn't get six. Shocked. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be back to talk golf, NHL playoffs, and a little bit more. I'm Kyle Banduho. I'm here with my buddy Pete Hart. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Pete. We're writers at postgradproblems.com, and we're the host of the Dadgum Podcast. Dadgum Podcast is a podcast about fatherhood
1: All Things Dad Life. We'll talk about sports dads. We'll talk about fictional dads. We'll talk about dads in the news. Basically, All Things Dad. All Things Dad. Subscribe
0: and listen on Grand X Labs, and uh, catch us in your earbuds soon. All right, then. Let's talk about golf, shall we? Uh, The Players' Championship is this weekend. As I mentioned, Dan and Dylan are both there as we speak, having the time of their lives. For updates... A bunch of awesome inside footage and interviews with players follow at postgradproblems on instagram okay if you've never followed pgp on instagram for some reason this is the week to follow pgp their instagram story is filled with badass exclusive content the pga has hooked our guys up with a ton of access to all these different golfers and to do all this cool shit out there at the players Follow at PostGradProblems on Instagram and at PostGradProblem on Twitter. And add all those guys' social medias. Dave Ruff, Will DeFreeze, Dylan Shivery, Dan Rejester. Uh They're all out there. They'll all be making cool stuff. You can follow along and enjoy the entire tournament experience with those dudes. They're doing food reviews, which is tight. I saw a bunch of stuff that made me very hungry earlier. I didn't get to eat lunch. So I kind of ate a mental lunch by watching their uh, food reviews. And uh, I'm sure as the they went surfing at some point. There's going to be a ton of shit that comes out of this. It's very cool, very cool opportunity that the PGA presented these dudes with. I'm not at all bitter that I'm not there. I know Mike is not either. And that's all I have to say about golf. I don't know anything about who's favored in this tournament. I know Tiger's playing. Uh, I know this is the tournament where everybody parties, isn't it? Everybody gets fucked up. I don't. Is that wasn't that? I thought that one might be in Arizona.
1: Yeah, that's the Waste Management. Oh, okay. But th- last night, yeah, Tuesday night, they have the biggest, uh, the big party on the 17th green, I think, which is the big island green. Oh, yeah. And uh, friend of Grand X, Luke Combs, was the headliner there last nice. night. And, nice. And uh, I assume the guys went and had a great time. Uh, they just released a touching base uh, day two from the players. So if you're, if you're a listener, if you want to just have some insight as to what's going on there, uh, definitely check out touching base on itunes and they also spoke with a couple of pro golfers today and did interviews let me pull this up real quick yeah i saw that but yeah the the if you're wondering why this group was chosen to go
0: dan is the video guy dylan david and will are the hosts of our podcast called touching base which is very funny touching base with Postgrad problems you should subscribe to that and become a listener immediately if you have not already
1: And uh, that's the squad. That's why they're there. Today's podcast features interviews with PGA pros, Kelly Kraft and Kevin Tway. And uh, in parentheses Ah. here, I have hashtag team gains. So I assume they lift. Okay. And uh, they talk about PETA, dim boys, and their time on the tour. So if you're interested in golf and the pro golf lifestyle, check out today's Touching Base with Post Credit Problems. Magical. That concludes our players preview. It does.
0: All right. NHL playoffs. Huge game tonight. Preds, Jets, game seven in Nashville. Just on the off chance that anybody hears this that owns a private jet. If you can get me picked up and taken to Nashville uh, and provide me with a ticket, I would very much like to attend this game. I do need to be home tonight, though, so you would have to use that jet to then fly me back. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Preds, Jets. I'm going to pull up the line on this one that's provided uh, from my particular personal bookie that I have. It is, hold please, Jets minus 125. So I will be placing a lofty, oh, I'm sorry, Jets plus 130. Preds minus 150, so Preds favorite, obviously at home. Uh, I will be pra- placing a large wager on the Preds. As you know, I'm a lifelong Preds fan. This is a big game for me and my people. We need this shit. Winner will play the Golden Knights. As you know, the Golden Knights are now Dylan chivery's de facto team. He's a lifelong Las Vegas Golden Knights fan. What we could end up with here is a situation where my team and Dylan's team are facing off. And everybody wins. We got to get Dylan a Golden Knights jersey and Mia Pred's jersey, and then we fight,
1: maybe live on the podcast. You know, on the other side, you have potential for Mia Khalifa's Washington Capitals yes. to face Jared Borislow, the man known for the Bone Zone, yes. and his team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Ning, as he calls it. That would be another great—I wouldn't I want to see physical con- contact between those two, but I would. I'd like to have them like have a debate of, or something. Or maybe just like an oil wrestling match, like an old school. I've seen Mia land a slap before. We all oh, have. yes. And uh, I would
0: be willing to see her beat the shit out of Jared. That would please me a great deal. But yeah, what inevitably could happen here is that for a show who hosted by guys with the exception of Dan, who knows a little bit, know almost nothing about hockey, yet we are lifelong fans of the Preds and Golden Knights, respectively. Uh, we could end up with a huge NHL situation, so we got that to look forward to. It should be noted, the Capitals beat the Penguins and advanced to the conference finals for the first time in 17 years. Mia Khalifa was openly weeping on social media, which is a little disturbing, if I'm going to be honest. But the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, we we're, we're we got the Players' Championship going, Major League Baseball's in full swing. It's my favorite time of the year. really is. Love it. Quickly, a word from one of our sponsors. On it. Are you sick of going to the gym? You probably either are sick of going to the gym, or you would be if you ever went, but you don't. And uh, that no longer matters because now you can work out anytime, anywhere with their newest program called On It Six. This is uh, On It's new home fitness system. It's a full body transformative workout you can do in the comfort of your own home in just six weeks. So, if you've watched videos on your home, or on your phone, or computer, rather, and if you have enough space to stretch, that's all you need. You, then you are fully equipped with a home gym compatible with Onnit 6. So you don't have to go out and buy some crazy-ass, you know, fucking, what are those things? The, the bendy straps that you do crazy. You don't need any of that shit. You don't need a, a Bowflex. That's not necessary. All you need... Is your phone or computer And enough space to stretch And you can participate in On It 6 This new home fitness system uh, the, the equipment, you don't need it Personal trainers, you don't need them It's just it's not necessary You don't have to stock up on sups and powders You don't have to You don't have to dress like you're in a fucking size video You can wear whatever you want You could be naked if you want It's probably not safe, but you could Just theoretically, you could do it nude You don't have to have any complicated fitness contraptions just watch the videos, you know, probably at least at least have pants on. You should have pants on, protect the family jewels, and then do your best to follow the instructions on the videos. And the workouts are designed to help you lose weight, build muscle, move better and feel better. and they work. These people are on it, if nothing else, at this point, you should be fully
1: aware of the fact that they know their shit. What they want to do is fully optimize you as a human being. And let me uh, speak quickly. I've been spending a lot of time at the On Gym here in Austin. John Wolf is their head trainer over there, and he uh, is in these videos. He sort of leads the workouts. He is a fucking monster. I don't know another way to put this. Yeah, I've seen photos of this guy. Like, he, you see him walking around, and he, he looks like he's big, and he's kind of jacked, but you don't realize, like, he's like, oh, he's just, he could just be kind of like chubby bodybuilder guy. No. This dude is a, a monster and a super nice guy. As nice a guy as I've seen, a great coach. They train all sorts of pro athletes. Uh, allegedly, you like sports if you're listening to this podcast, so they probably train someone you watch and cheer for. Uh, but John wolf is a, is a really good dude and, like, <laughs> freaky, too. Like, he does shit where he'll put, like, let's say you or I go to the uh, – we're spending a lot of time on this, but who cares? We, let's say you or I go to the gym, Ross – And we're like, oh, let's do some squats. And I'll put like a 45 on both sides of a a bar. right? And we like spin our entire, our biggest muscles, our entire body, our legs to lower and raise this. John Wolf will take that same amount of of weight on a barbell and lift it up with one hand and like roll it around. Like it's the most freaky, crazy shit I've ever seen. And uh, he's, he's a strong guy. He's a really good dude. I can't imagine that these, uh, these things aren't, aren't uh, really good classes.
0: It should also be noted that if, easy you are, to do from home. if you are a pervert, uh, Onnit has some very good-looking women involved in their operation. And uh, many of them, I think, are featured in these videos for the Onnit 6 workouts. So here's how you get it. Onnit, onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com slash 6. You don't need anything. Get in better shape, look better,
1: feel better, play better. And upon last check, if you're, you've heard us talk in the past about Alpha Brain and some of the other supplements over there, if you go to it.com slash Grandex, I don't even think they know that we're still sending people there, but the promo code still works. You get a free 14 day sample of, 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 uh, Alpha Brain. Of Alpha Brain. plus secret. you get, I think it's like 10% off all the supplements. So check that out too. Oh, uh,
0: in other random news, just cause fuck it. Why not? Mark Ingram is being suspended. Right, Four games I believe Uh, Apparently he vigorously challenged This suspension it's being upheld And apparently he didn't Use PEDs it was some illegal Substance I'm not sure what that means This is one of the big issues I still have with the sports world How come when people get busted for shit We don't get to know exactly
1: what the fuck Is going on well I think that stuff Is negotiated by the Players union that that stuff does not become public But
0: like Feels like we have
1: in, the right to know, man. Everything in the NFL gets leaked anyway. I I don't know. I, I there's some privacy issues and that sort of thing. I always heard that the only thing you could possibly be suspended for in the NFL for four for exactly four games was marijuana. Oh, now I haven't read this story at all. This is the first I've heard of it. But generally, like if someone gets popped for four games. Like, there's only one thing that could be. Here's the quote. It's like a second or third weed violation. Here's the quote
0: from his agents. Uh, At the end of the 2017 season, as a result from an NFL mandated random drug test, Mark Ingram tested positive for a substance that was not a performance enhancing substance nor an illegal substance, but a substance, in fact, permissible with the proper use exemption with the NFL. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that means.
1: I have no idea what that substance could be. Could be something like I, I don't know, maybe Adderall. I Is don't it know. Eating you... play doh? Who the fuck knows? It well, just yeah, who knows?
0: Anyway, got that going. We had a guy in our fantasy league trying to strip me of my championship because I had Ingram on my team. It's like get the fuck get the fuck out of here! Are you out of your goddamn mind? It was the Wolf. Just for the record, that's exactly who it was. <laughs> I, I miss that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I beat him in the championship, and he's still he's still out of sorts as a result. What's happening in baseball? I don't know. Uh, who cares? I don't care enough until we get later into the season. I know the Astros are back in first place. We're really doing it. I, I want everybody who might be a Dallas listener to recognize the fact that you are currently staring down the barrel of what could be a horrific situation for you. If the Rockets find a way to... Beat the Golden State Warriors, which is plausible. And get to the finals. I don't think they struggle much with Cleveland. You're looking at a dual championship situation that I swear on my mother, we will never let you live down. You know how many years you've rubbed all the fucking 90s, 80s Cowboys championships in our faces? The shit is about to hit the fan, my friends. And if Deshaun Watson comes out healthy and we can win more than seven games... Oh, well, you'll never hear the end of it from these people. Ever.
1: And that's it. Uh, let me give you a couple baseball headlines just for fun here. Please do. Um, the There have been three no-hitters this season in Major League Baseball and all three in different countries. What? Yeah. Canada, the United States, and I think Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, James Paxton, Paxton, who is a pitcher for the Mariners through a no-hitter, uh, this week and, uh, Araldus Chapman, who is now the closer for the Yankees threw the fastest pitch of the year this year, uh, this week on Tuesday night. And it hit Jackie Brady right in the rib cage. Ow. 103.3 miles per hour, which is almost a full mile per hour faster than the, uh, fastest pitch thrown this season. Chapman is an animal.
0: How do you spell his name? A-R-O...
1: A-R-O-L-D-I-S. Oh, yeah. Heraldus. He's the dickhead who
0: allegedly fired gunshots and choked oh, yeah. his... Oh, uh... yeah. he's trash. Yeah, he's trash. He throws
1: the baseball far, fast, though.
0: Very good at baseball. Very bad at being a human being. Very, very bad. And she was hot, too. What an idiot. God, I'll never understand these fucking dudes. I've never... I Like... I understand that it's like some kind of mental illness or something. There's something wrong with you if you're fucking if you think it's okay to abuse women, like. But what what are you doing? You're a professional athlete with a smoking hot Latina girlfriend, and you're firing shots and ch- choking her and shit, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? God damn. Oh yeah, here's some more information on this rocket situation. The uh, the Warriors, if the line holds and and Houston remains a two point favorite for Game One. That will be only the seventh time this season in which they have been an underdog. Now, if you consider the injuries to their team over the course of the season, that is astonishing. Seven times? Dear Lord. Uh, The Rockets for the series, that situation, it opened Warriors minus 185, Rockets plus 155, meaning obviously that a $100 bet would net you 155 uh, if Houston prevailed. That has now grown to around 190. Golden State minus 190, which for a team that is... They're going up against the one seed as the road team, and they're still minus 190. That is it's, That just tells you how terrifying this team is. It's going to be nuts. going to be a lot of scoring. I'll tell you that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to emotionally recover from the Jazz series. I let myself get a little too angry during it, and... Uh, and and I'll be ready. We got a hotline call. Our hotline number is 800-392-6344. It says here we have one shitty call. So I guess we'll play it. Hey guys, this is Brody
1: from Chicago. I got a bone to pick with your caller from St. Louis last week talking about Chicago being a hell of a lot more dangerous. Yeah, I should do his homework and realize St. Louis is the highest murder rate in the country, 24 spots. Above Chicago, the murder rate in St. Louis three times more than Chicago. So, uh, you should get in St. Louis, proof. Yeah, all right. That was the only call we got. That's uh, just that's what, it's, what it's... <laughs> I told you was one shitty call. Yeah, we're back to the Jim Rome thing of clones calling out other clones. Now that's that's it's, what our hotline is for. Uh,
0: uh, this isn't. This is a problem. And you
1: should probably be a little more creative, or hope that no one else calls. And, then, yeah. you'll, and then your shit call will get played anyway.
0: That's where we're at. It doesn't even matter if your call's bad because it's probably the only one we'll get, so we'll fucking play it. You know what? Uh, let's see who can do the shittiest call this week. Let's see who can give us the worst call on our hotline. 800-392-6344. Uh, Dylan will retweet a tweet of your choosing on your, you know, it has to be one of your tweets from your, your uh, what do you call it, Timeline. If you're the one who gets picked as the shittiest call of the week He is he has not signed off on that But I'm signing off 800-392-6344 Shouts to Daryl Morey for being so accessible And uh, making me feel important when I'm not Shouts to the Rockets for taking care of the Jazz Shouts to Vernon Maxwell Please don't uh, assault me I'm, I'm afraid of Mad Max I'm being honest This is a safe place where honesty is acceptable. Hitmanoutfitters.com and use that code backdoor to get 15% off your whole order. Go to onit.com slash six and work out because you look like shit and you probably don't feel very good either. Fix that. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes if you would. We would very much appreciate it. Also, If you've enjoyed this show and listening to me talk for a very limited amount of time about sports in a very casual manner, you may enjoy my other show, the Ross Boland Podcast, where Micah and I talk about pretty much anything and everything we want that is not sports-related, or Game of Thrones, or Westworld-related. Those are the limitations. We talk about pirates, badass pirates that you've never heard of, serial killers, smoking weed, uh, things to Wikipedia when you're high, Crazy ass animals. I know y'all love that animal shit. We have an animal of the week every week. We just broke down the shoe bill on our most recent episode, which is like a a, like a dinosaur murder stork, basically with a pelican's beak. And uh, it's a fun show. We're having a great time. The Ross Bolin podcast. If you watch Westworld, check out our new Westworld podcast. Freeze all motor functions. It's kind of a companion podcast. So you watch the show on Sunday. You get super confused and frustrated. Then you listen to the podcast on Monday, and you get to hear Jared, the bone zone moron, very, very concisely. He, he does a fantastic job of breaking the episode down, making it easy to understand. And then at the same time, you also get to hear me, hear me belittle him, uh, which is a good added element, I find. And obviously, if you watch Game of Thrones, if you're doing a rewatch or you want to do a rewatch before Season 8 so that you can be as prepared as possible for the final season of Game of Thrones... Then the other podcast we do is Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Check that shit out as well. If you're a psycho who loves supplements, you will enjoy our show, Sups Dog, S-U-P-P-S-D-A-W-G. Sups Dog, hosted by Dan from Backdoor Cover and Jake Goldman, another funny individual who's employed here at Grandex. What other shows do we have? What are... They? I think that's it. Oh, Jersey. Mike is doing Jersey.
1: That's right. We only have three episodes left this season. Uh, subscribe to Grand X Labs where we do a uh, experimental podcast and uh, including my recap of Jersey Shore family vacation with Barrett Dudley. Last week we had Will or I had Will Freeze on and we go deep. It's, it's good stuff. So if you're a Jersey Shore person, Jersey,
0: there you have it. We're done here. I'm going to go pass out, I think, because I think my brain has reached its its, its limit. So we hope you enjoyed this Dan and dylan version of backdoor cover. We hope the guys are having a great time out at the players. Follow all those accounts, as I mentioned, so that you can get their coverage. And go listen to Touching Base, because I, I guarantee you, if you're a golf person, the likelihood that you will enjoy Touching Base as a whole is very, very high. These are all golf guys. They talk about golf a lot. And now that they're doing the players, there's going to be a ton of great coverage and talk on golf. Touching base. Touch it. Become a toucher. That's what their listeners call themselves. Fucking weirdos. All right, I'm out of here. Goodbye.